This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back, and the people demand 14th and 15th man <laughs> roster talk, Chris Forsberg. It, and it, you a, are the guy we wanted on on the ground for this talk. It was funny because you texted me and you're like, uh, I want a pod about the roster. And I, I was like, I actually like snapped my fingers. I was like, I was going to do this on Celtics talk <laughs> and have you on the talk about the roster because as there's nothing more irrational in fandom than our love of the 15th, 16th, 17th, like two-way guys and all this. So I'm actually excited for this episode. I'm going to try and shake out of my like vacation mode and, uh, and bring some expert analysis about who will, who will, be the this year's Malik Fitz and celebrating at the end of the bench. It's whether it's backup court, it's like it's universal across all sports. <laughs> Everything is better, but for every time it doesn't matter at all. Mm. You, every time, sometimes you get the Javante Green or you get the the guy who really perks up interest and actually makes a semblance of an impact, and it's fun. It's we need there's. The underdog story is always in play here. Well, and, well you know, so I don't know if I, I agree with your, your Javante Green comp would be that you see the potential. He's a fun guy who makes the end of the roster, and then they wait till he goes somewhere else to let him blossom. I, and, this is true. You, know, you so, give away so, like the Max Truces of the world, the Javante. <laughs> it's something that's a good, it's a good farm ground for those guys to do well other places. Yeah, nothing else. Uh, isn't this a cautionary tale about what we think about the 14th and 15th men on the roster? So, like, I, it's your, I know it's your podcast, but I want to start with you because before I, I've, I have mixed feelings amid reports of TJ Warren coming in for a workout and Lamar Stevens. Where are you on like what they should do with 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 these final two spots on the roster? And do you have a preference on what sort of player they uh they go get? I think. A wing is a necessity. I think, honestly, a necessity. I, yeah, because I think you want to have an extra o- option there for just in case. Like, so you have zero Brogdon confidence can... in Jordan Walsh. You, I don't have zero confidence in him. I just don't think you you want to have that be your like soul. Like Brissett's more before Jordan Walsh. We'll see what he is. Um, he he. I mean, ideally, he's the guy, but right. you, you don't want to be dependent on that that is a lot for a 19 year old who yeah. really hasn't played and as much as we love summer league i'm with you there okay all right you're you're, you're selling me a little bit and sam hauser you know he'll play and he's just like a different type of player than i think mm-hmm. the guys that they're bringing in right now um so yeah but no i do think like i do i don't know if they're gonna have 15 guys on the roster to start the season um you would but yeah, i think it would behoove them to be at 14 right you want some flexibility there. you don't want to tie up money you don't know what happens at the trade deadline and yeah but then so are you only going to get one big that's the thing it's like if then you'd ideally you definitely want another big and right. then that might be the, the slot so it's like it's either that or you get another two-way big as mm. like extra depth insurance where, but with the pool of those guys to look at so what where are you where do you on this are you are you on the you bring blake backboard and then like, yeah you know you in? know ben I, you know, it's so weird. I'm like, I, I saw the, the the report the other day. Someone said there's like four teams interested. I'm like, no, oh, goddamn it! Like that, like <laughs> like back on this team. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, it, I I couldn't get a set. Like, I know they loved him locker room wise, and like the bus one boys. And so part of me says, if you're gonna ride hard on, I think I'm just repeating what I've said here before. But if you're gonna lean heavy into Hauser and Pritchard and Cornette this season. 
you know, those are all guys that Blake had a relationship with that could use having like some a voice in their corner that would support them. And I do think Blake is still playable. I know we didn't get to see it a lot last season, but if they had drawn the 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 uh, the Bucks in the playoffs, you know, he would have been out there guarding Giannis. And I know that sounds wild that you just throw him into the fire in that situation, but he's had a track record of playing that well. And so I do think he can bring value to your team. And honestly, we saw last year that if he doesn't play, it's not going to be a bad thing. And he can th- you can throw him in there and be a spot starter if you're, all your bigs are are wiped on the second night of a back-to-back. So I just really like the potential of what Blake could be there. But you could also sell me that there's probably five guys in the league that you go find that would be sort of in the in the same mold. I just don't know if they'd be as respected as much of a known commodity as what you know with Blake. So I'd like to I'd like to at least leave that option open. And the fact that they're not working out any bigs right now seems to suggest to me that that's they're waiting on the him. table. Yeah, like they're just keeping keeping that dry. And then and then look, if then if he goes and signs with the Clippers or whatever, then okay, then now you 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 you're searching for option B. Well, a, a quick aside here, I was so wrong on Cabin Jelly. I like I thought he was going to be uh a, when you said two way big. I'm thinking you know has that ever worked? And you know Taco and Cabin Jelly and you know there isn't a, there isn't a roadmap to the the two way player emerging as sort of a, a a piece you can lean on in an emergency. It's weird that. Noah Vonley was strangely more important last year than than uh, than Kevin Jelly, and that's too bad because I like I really like the player. I, I thought coming out of summer league that he he could he could have a role. Uh, it just never materialized. So if you want to tell me that they could go find a two way big, I just I always thought that was going to be Harry Giles because of like the Tatum part of it. Um, but yeah, like I would probably feel comfortable if they if they went the two way big route. Um, the second night of back-to-backs are what worried me in terms of just having that little extra bit of death. So I guess I, that's why I'm I'm probably more worried about who's the – and it's so weird to worry about the fifth big or whatever the case may be. But I guess that's where I'm at with it. Um, the wing doesn't concern me as much. I am I do agree with you that you probably can't ever have too many, and the Celtics have been in instances short. I just go back to it. Do you think there's any universe in which T.J. Warren or Lamar Stevens is a rotational piece in the playoffs? And if not – you know, does it make does does carrying them make sense to you longer, like to going into the season? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And if there's any team to be worried about the fifth big ever, this is the team. Like <laughs> sure. this is like literally front and center. And yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I honestly think, and to that point, I think there's a case to just carry 15 out of the gate and like go Blake. And I know you want your flexibility and stuff like that, but um, you know, they still have. There's plenty of maneuverability on this roster. So I still th- there's mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be a quiet during the season, you know, right spot for this team. So as far as like the tax implications and the second apron and all that crap, like that stuff, that's going to be dealt with down the line anyway. Um, but yeah, I I think I mean T.J. Warren. It's it's funny that it's like all right, guys. Like you can see you're you're in the Celtics, you know, conference room this offseason. Be like all right, let's mm-hmm. bring let's look at something. Let's bring two of the most opposite guys we could potentially look at <laughs> into camp and figure this thing out and have them guard mm. each other. Um, but I do think from a defensive, like you, you need like, I do think you need a, a gritty defensive guy, ideally, sure. which Lamar seems like could feel like, yeah, is he going to, are you going to be throwing out a guy there that is a, like a 28% career three point shooter? Like, no, that, that shouldn't be in rotation, but could he work? And spot minutes here or there over the course of the regular season, like yeah, like obviously that he had some success with that in Cleveland last year before he was exposed in the postseason. So, um, yeah, neither of these guys, these guys, you wanted to be 
you, what one question there? What is the difference? Like, what is the range of difference between Lamar Stevens and O'Shea Brissett? I think Stevens can just probably guard like a little twos. bit more, right? Yeah, like he can so guard, I, like I think if we're being honest, and like I can't, I can't, and then this is not inside information. I'm just guessing. Like, if if Lamar Stevens had been on the market before O'Shea Brissett, maybe they would have leaned that way. Like, like yeah. the flexibility a little bit more. Sort of, they're both essentially low cost wings who can push your other guys who have potential to blossom in a new system who like, you know, with Stevens is a little bit more of a track record of like starting games last year and being, you know, a little bit more versatile defensively, but I don't know if there's just that much of a difference between him and Brissette. And that, that might just be like, I haven't seen enough of, of O'Shea Brissette to, to, to pass full judgment. Um, and I wonder, you know, in this offense, if he'll can blossom a little bit more, uh, but I think that goes for anybody. They're just going to get better looks, more open opportunities. And so uh, I don't know. I'm with you. I just, I, I just hope that if they do sign someone along that lines, that it, they remain the, fl- they keep the flexibility, make it a non-guaranteed deal, make it, yeah. you know, partially guaranteed, give yourself some outs because the worst thing that can happen is you get three weeks into the season and whether it's an injury, whether it's just like, Oh, we have a different need. Like point guard is more of an issue than we thought it was going to be. Like something comes up where you need the flexibility to sort of zig. And I just hope they don't lock themselves in to somebody that I don't know if they have a clear roadmap to playing a consistent role. Well, here's the other thing too. It's like a guy, you know, they have 13 guys on the roster right now. 11 or it's only 11 fully guaranteed. Right. Cornet should feel pretty safe based on yep. his interview skills and just based on how, uh, you know, I think Brad Stevens is the big fan of, he was steady Eddie when he got chances last year um, early on. And then you still know, Brad they, Stevens only like tweet. Exactly. So that, that speaks for itself. All right, let's take a break here to hear from our sponsor. FanDuel football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So just head over to FanDuel.com Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com Boston. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Help us here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Call 1-800-1877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY as well. 21 plus and present in select slates. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. 1-800-789-777 in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana or visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now back to the show. Um, But, like, even, like, someone like Banton, 
Like Steven, I mean, I can be like, you can make the case for Stevens over Banton on this roster in terms yeah. of like, if he plays better than him in training camp, it's like, oh yeah, Ben's like, and he only has, I think like what, 50,000 guaranteed. Yeah. It's like something, a drop in the yeah. bucket. So I could see the, you could make the case to Stevens like, okay, we can't give you guaranteed money, but listen, if you can beat out this guy in camp, like, well, you know, we'll give you that spot because um, that's just, I feel like the same type of, not the same type of player, but defensively, like the same type of like, you want a, a guy like that, that can get into, you know, smaller mm-hmm. players and you do that. It's funny that we're, we're spending so much time with Stevens where TJ Warren is obviously the, the far sexier name here and the, the real name that could be. How do you feel? How do you feel about TJ Warren? I think the fact the Suns didn't bring him back says a lot. <laughs> like It's fair. Like, right. Um, he yeah, couldn't crack their playoff rotation. You know, the only thing that really intrigued me is their numbers were really good when he was on the court. And right. I do think he's a better defender than people. People have this this vision of any good shooter that they just don't play defense. And I think he's he's a little bit better than what people think on that side of the ball. He moves it like there, there are good things about TJ Warren, you know. But even I remember when the Celtics were going through the Miles Turner thing. Like everyone thought like, oh, they maybe they could get a TJ Warren with them and stuff like that. And this was pre-bubble before, you know, TJ Warren really exploded. And I don't even think at that point they were super interested. I think they were more looking at holidays of the world at that point. And so yeah. um I just wonder if uh I don't I I, I know you said he's he's a different player than than Hauser and I, I I get that, but at the end of the day, it's six eight shooters that, you know, probably a, a little bit better defensively than we give them credit for. And um I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I would hate if TJ Warren were to eat up minutes that I think should go to Hauser and just figure out what you got. Because like next contract's coming, you got to figure that out. Like it sounds so weird when they signed him. We're like, oh, they got this guy cost control for years. And now you kind of look up and you're like, well, oh, decision time's coming. And like, uh, I hope they, I just hope they give him a chance because the start of last year, he was really good, and the numbers that like, must that I'm gushing about TJ Warren. The analytics were were fantastic in terms of plus minus. Sure, he slumped, and then he just never kind of had the trust of Joe to get back in there. I think they need to figure out like, can Joe trust him? You know, and and for me, that's what it goes back to. If Joe can't trust Grant Williams, is Joe going to trust TJ Warren? So I just I just need to I need to know that like where where are we at with uh with with Joe's ability to trust sort of fringe rotation guys. Yeah, I think that's a good point based on, I mean, Joe has obviously leaned heavily into over the, the veterans, over the young guys, sure. which is not a surprise. This is a, uh, very Brad like a Bray Brad, you know, any, pretty much any Celtics head coach in history has, um, in the last 25 years has carried that mantra. And yeah, like it's hard to look at, you know, TA Warren's the second name, but you're like that guy that everyone was drilling over hasn't been that guy for three years now. Mm-hmm. And, if you want to see what Sam Hauser is like putting a potential roadblock in his place that may not even be close to better than him or hasn't been for a couple of years. then like, what's, what's the point of that? So yeah, I think if you're bringing back Brit Blake, especially like you should not be wasting another roster spot on like a TJ Warren on top of that mm-hmm. in terms of like, get the, get the veteran presence that you know, that, that the team already loves there. Maybe if Blake, goes elsewhere that's where you're like okay maybe we bring a tj warren in yeah uh, to kind of help fill that void um with and by the, all accounts like good veteran like guy yeah he's like a good guy he uh he does have a history of beefing with jimmy butler so like Ooh. Celtics fans will love that 
And uh, yeah, like it, it's not the worst move. I just think in a vacuum, I, if I had my, I was building the roster and Brad Stevens should never listen to anything I say, but um, I probably want the non-guaranteed guy. And like, I feel like you have a better shot with Lamar Stevens, maybe of, of, of pushing that like a, a partial guarantee or, you know, you go in knowing and like, look, you can tell these guys, if you get interest from other teams, and you're just not in our cards, you can let them go. You'll see guys float out of training camps all the time. And so um, I just think that there's an ability here for them to to come in and make a case for themselves or or state a case for themselves and, uh, you know, then figure it out from there. DJ Warren playoff numbers played six games for the Suns in their first round. Um, or no, excuse me, second round loss uh, to the Nuggets. Uh, 31% shooting, 14% from three, 2.7 <laughs> points per game in 13 minutes. Um, there was talks of him being like the fifth starter on that group when they yeah. when they first acquired him, and he just never could could get in and get in there. And uh, you know, like again, maybe further bring him back. That's if there's any team was going to bring him back, the Phoenix Suns would have been like, yeah, <laughs> right. we believe in this guy. We're bringing him back for the, the minimum. And they didn't. They didn't. And yeah, I think that's telling. That's a, that's a fair point. I like that. I like where your head's at with that. Where are you at? We're we're, we're burying the lead here. Where are you at, Lewis King? <laughs> uh it's funny that that one uh you know look they have an open two-way spot and uh he's not know. eligible though not oh eligible i didn't know that oh it's gonna be I his just... fifth year not mm. a two-way time wait did, i thought isn't the rule different or is it or is it he doesn't qualify under the he doesn't qualify for that but yeah he doesn't qualify for that exception because he's he's played the four years so oh, he's, interesting yeah so uh, I, just, a, I just i that's just that's a, a g league that's a main celtics uh oh prospect so okay, so that's what it is then. The the new Denzel Valentines of the world, exactly. like the guys who uh who are trying to to chase it up there. Uh yeah, I, I will fully admit um the uh uh <laughs> he he unfortunately for him, if it, if he was the only guy coming in for a workout this week, we would have done a, a lot of king talk. Uh instead, uh we just we won't have it. Uh maybe for Jay King's sake, if he's in training camp, Ooh. they he, he could steal a jersey and get a uh, King Celtics jersey. That's 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 the the, the as, as deep of an analysis as I as, as I can get on that one. <laughs> Lots of possibilities there. Um Wow, we did it. So they, they, I life. think I think but but honestly, like in, in terms of two way, like I think you're right. I think it needs to be a probably a big in terms just to to and and something like maybe even seven foot or six eleven, whatever it case may be, it's just someone in case of emergency if if you know, Porzingis's foot and Rob's everything and Al's age. Like you just need someone that you can just be like call up and feel like you can get through the second night of a back to back. Uh it would be a luxury to have someone that was in that spot that you, you felt comfortable, especially with the the way that you can lean heavier on those guys now and in, in the post uh pandemic world of of two way players. All right, let's wrap on this. How devastated are you that there are no Celtics playing in the World Cup now <laughs> in the next two weeks? Or is that uh, a, a sneaky, really good thing for the uh, the franchise going forward? So, uh, you know, like the fact that no one else can get injured is 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 amazingly relieving. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been on a golf course in like August and September, and we've had an, a Celtic be injured. Uh, I was telling you before we jumped on the when like the first day I landed in South Carolina, and, and people started calling me about Porzingis's foot. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I can't do this again. Uh, so. Yeah, I, what I really like is that Porzingis came out, and if you translate one of the overseas interviews, sort of said, um, you know, this flared up, talked to the Celtics. They're like, hey, let's manage this. He really wants to be there with the the national team, and the Celtics were like, cool, you can go over there. You just can't play. Uh, what a great compromise, right? Like, I'm sure he wants to play, and I'm sure he probably would have played through the pain. 
because like that matters to guys, especially uh, it feels like with, with, with outside the America that it, it really matters to those guys. Like Daniel Tice is on year 57 of playing for the German national team. And uh, so, yeah, I guess that's, that's what we get left. We'll watch, we'll watch some Tice. Um, maybe what, what is his deal? Tice? Is he's, he a free agent? No, he's, I think he's still in Indiana. Just oh, that's like right. living, and, enjoying that contract and, yeah. and, uh, probably maybe bio being, potential. Like what's the, I gotta go. I gotta let me go see how many years he has. I think he might have a couple of years. He signed a so four year deal. Jesus. God so bless. Is, God bless Daniel Tice. Uh, actually, no, you're right. So he does have both one year and a team option next year. So there is, I think like they could. That that could be a buyout guy. Ooh, now now you got it's too bad what? he has, does not fit in that TPE though nine point one million. So you're I don't not going to be able TPE. to. Sleep. You, you you just wait for them to negotiate a buyout right. in you know February or January or whatever, and then boom, he probably still there has it a house is. back there there, is, right? Like come on. So that's um, probably only a, that's that's probably only if Blake doesn't come back. But um, you just you, you just broke news for February now that this is like Tyson's <laughs> coming back, like the buyout, like the, the wheels are in motion, like. Third I love it. Term. Uh, nothing we love more in Boston than getting bands back together. And uh, I mean, Tice would just be, I mean, he'd be doing the seal and letting Tatum get to the rim. Uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in. I, like, I think we just, we just roadmapped it. The Celtics are just looking for pieces to get through to, you know, January. And then as players like Tice become available, I'm trying to think what is a, you can use, yeah, you can use, the, like you said, the TP on waived players, but he's going to be too much. Yeah, he'll be too um, much. But he'll, no one so will just, claim his contract. Like, he'll, right, he'll be exactly. So he'll he'll go through, and then where else would he want to go but move back to, uh, get back to Boston. He's got plenty of friends here and would fit right in that, that the, the big meeting with Rob and Al, and uh, Blake would welcome him with open arms even if he was here and they needed somehow needed another big. And, yeah, we, we figured it out, well, B-Rob. Well, here's the biggest question, the biggest cliffhanger to fall up on that. Gordon Hayward, $31.5 million expiring contract this year. Rewind. It, Somewhere on the winning plays pod, I brought that up, and it, it was very premature. Um, but I, I'll put it to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to dodge for a second. Do you think Gordon Hayward would want to come back here? For, I think... I mean, what is his option, this right? Team, well, so... I think as his team is currently constructed, I don't know if he'd be like can swallow his pride enough to come off the bench. Like if he's at that point of his career where he's okay being the, he should be at this age, but I don't know if he is at age 33, if he wants to like win. Here's the thing though. I don't think he takes a buyout. I think he's a guy like who's always been, who's gotten great contracts for his career. And so if you give, if you give up your bird rights, then you're like, Ooh. then you are dependent totally on cap space moving forward. And I'm not sure if he's ready to do that, even though at the same time, he may not be more than a mid-level exception guy over the rest of his career um, True. at this point. So it's kind of, uh, it'll be it's fascinating. It, it'll be, I, my, I weigh towards no in terms of whether you'd want to come back, but I, I, I don't know. It, that's what, like, uh, that's it would really, be an amazing story. It would be for the, you know, right. Like the guy who just snake bitten, career goes sort of awry and then kind of lands back in a great situation where he not a lot would be expected of him. You want to recoup your value, go be a, 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 a part of a seven man rotation that wins the title. 
slots as a guy that can handle the ball, does everything that this team sort of needs in another wing. Like we can sit here and I mean, we just spent 20 minutes on Lamar Stevens and, and TJ <laughs> Warren. Like imagine if we're talking about Gordon Hayward at that point. Uh, and yet I'll devastate everything here. And I'll say when he signs with Miami after about, oh uh, yeah, be, yeah, be prepared to launch a computer. We know how much he, he was very much intrigued by Miami when he went through the recruiting process that summer and uh, to me, that is that is the the spot that I expect Gordon Hayward to be right. playing. There, and so when, because they have such a bigger role to offer, yeah, and they would hear. And you know who knows, and everything changes, and we'll we'll find out like what teams look like further down the road. Like, are we sure Miami's going to be competitive now? I mean, they don't have Max Struess to kill you uh, uh, anymore, so uh, we'll see uh, how it all plays out. But yeah, if Miami's in the mix, which you just assume they will be. Uh, but like, let's see if they trade for Lillard and things get different. I, yeah, and I guess even in that case, they'd have more of a playing time. I, yep, yeah, I'm just resigned to it at this point. We're gonna have to go through friggin' Miami with Gordon Hayward now on the other side, and it just the opposite of of the the feel good story. It's like now you got to go, you know, you got to get through him and hope he doesn't spite you and and find motivation and going against you. Uh, I, can we just fast forward to February? Sure. It sounds like that's gonna be so much more fun than than the first three months of this season. <laughs> We need to get there. Well, the, the speculation will be rampant on this. Hi, Hayward. Who else can we bring back? Who else is going? Buckle up. Um, yeah, to keep keep tuned. We'll, we'll be on top of all the former Celtics. There's two lists. RJ Hunter making a attempt at a comeback in, in That's right. this week this year. So uh, someone find me Jordan Mickey. What's he up to? Right. Yeah. Know. Seriously. Yabu, let's 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 don't even joke, B Rob. Like that is my my. I, 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 he was on the books for like years after. Didn't, wasn't he one of the guys that was stretched or? Yeah, he was stretched. Yeah, he was on the books. I think Demetrius Jackson is still right. on the books. So um, Demetrius Demetrius Jackson has had the longest stretch in human history. I think he's still fifty thousand of dead money on on this year's yep. books. Um, it Yabu, I, I keep wondering when he's going to want to come back here, and maybe it's just you know maybe he knows it's just it's not good for his career at that point, but, um, and just make that real Madrid money and all that. Um, but man, sometimes when I watch those games or even when it was international play last year, you could sweet talk me into he's the missing piece. Uh, and now boy, did this off the rails. This listen, <laughs> these are the best podcasts of the year. End of August 14th man talk turning into reunion. Yabu, Gordon, Hayward, Gordon Hayward and a random Jordan Mickey reference. If people, uh, if we don't get more feedback on this episode of Winning Plays than any other we did during the height of the postseason, I will be very disappointed. And I am now kicking myself for not making this a Celtics Talk podcast. You're lost. Beat <laughs> you to the punch. All right, Chris Forsberg, ABC Sports Boston, go back to the golf course. Go back yes. to the brewery or wherever you stand. You're fine. My stick Vacation time. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I've been to a few. Whoa. Um, jealous. All right. Uh, make sure you're checking them out there um, at NBC Sports Boston. We'll be back next week to uh, see if the, the roster dust has settled a little bit and uh, take one step closer to training camp. Sign, Blake. <laughs>